Hello everyone and welcome to episode 6 of the Bear Bar Tales in podcast form. It is I, the one bear who decided to shoot his shot, and now you're here. The Bear Bard. It's nice to see you again. I know it's been a while since episode 5, so as a reminder, here is where we collect all the stories told on the Bear Bar Tales YouTube channel, strip them of commentary, and put them together in a nice, easy to listen to podcast format. Since the last one of these I made, the YouTube channel hit 1, then 2k, the bear himself had a redesign, I hit 400 total listens of my podcasts, and even released a new podcast show currently titled Fireside Chat with the Bear Bard, a more traditional podcast that will be bringing in guests and talking about all different aspects of TTRPGs and beyond. Before we get started, if you like this kind of content and you want to hear more, please consider subscribing or following to this podcast. And if you're listening on Apple Music, please consider giving it a review. Also, if you want to hear my thoughts on these stories, you can find them on the original YouTube videos these stories were taken from on the Bear Bar Tales YouTube channel. But for now, let's go ahead and get these stories started. When the princess has Discord ADMs as their white knights. Well, this isn't technically an RPG horror story, but the whole fiasco happened because of an RPG, so I believe this counts. Names have been altered, but here are the main players. Me, yours truly. Dawn, my friend. Heather, the princess in question. Darling, Dawn and Heather's target. Arthur and Lancelot, ADMs of the server I was in. So, I know Dawn for quite some time. She's an online friend, and despite having a bit of an age gap, we're good friends. We sort of have a big bro, small sis relationship because she relies on me a lot for guiding and emotional support. We've played some RPs and RPGs here and there over the years. I've been stuck into the position to forever DM of her and our inner circle of online friends. Turns out, another guy she knew, Darling, not only introduced her to voice TTRBG, but is also part of a fan dub group, so she excitedly invited me to a server he's a part of for me to participate in a campaign he was planning. That's when I encountered Heather once more. Yes, I knew Heather beforehand, and she even played under me as a DM for a little while. But, let's just say we didn't get along at all because she was way too confrontational, judgmental, and can't separate character from person. Due to a big discussion, she was banned from mine and Dawn's official server, but I was willing to let it slide and play with her. After all, I myself know when to separate character from person. And also, I was excited to be a player after the bitter experience that was my Naruto experience, the little ninja that couldn't. Turns out, it wasn't meant to be. I literally only played one session, two of counting my session zero. Why? Well. Don and Heather were so into Darling's narration and character that they were both trying to involve themselves romantically with him, and this got heated. Ah, to be young again and petty when it comes to love affairs. This Mexican soap opera love triangle ended in one of the aforementioned inner circle friend of both us and Don to voice his disapproval of this honestly ridiculous fight. And guess what happened? Heather told this to a third party, and said third party basically threatened to kill Don and Heather didn't object to this whatsoever. Heather also provided and admittedly sent a DDoS to this friend who dared to defy her love. He only escaped because he was on the street at the time and didn't verify the file, and that Darling learned this and convinced her to delete the DDoS. So, now that she's clearly crossed the line, this is where she's called out for this extreme and downright criminal behavior, is kicked from the server, and everyone clapped, right? Remember the title of the tale? No, Darling and even Dawn forgave her because she's in a bad spot right now and is sorry for what she's done. But since I heavily criticized Heather during the discussion and her actions after that, 
She went to Darling when I wasn't online and convinced him to kill off my character between sessions and without having my consent or even telling me beforehand. The idiot that is me found strange they started a session without calling me in. That's why I found out. I swear, Heather proudly declared this was my idea and even chuckled a little. And although Darling was later sorry for what he had done, he still plays and talks regularly to Heather. So, both of us agree to never play again as long as she's there. All was well for around two weeks when suddenly Dawn was banned from the server for harassment. I honestly thought this was strange and did a little investigation. The reason to why is that in a call that happened almost a month prior, a guy showed a photo of himself. Don found him so hot that in her words, I'd gladly sit in your face. Paraphrasing, but the equivalent in English is that. She immediately realized what she had done and profusely apologized. And guess what? The person at the time accepted the apology and shrugged it off. It was fine, and she didn't commit any offenses in the meantime. When I showed this to Lancelot in his DMs, who was the one to do the ban, he said, F*** it and f*** her. She committed a crime and is a criminal. The victim may have forgiven her, but I don't. If she did this once, she'll do it again. So the request to unban her was denied with prejudice. I also consulted this with Arthur in his DMs, since he's the head ADM. But he also was unmoved because in his words, Don has been spreading lies about Heather. That girl has serious problems. She can be sued for slander and defamation. I never liked that girl and honestly, I'm glad she was kicked. I let the harassment slide because I'm soft, but Lancelot isn't. I know Dawn is in the wrong here and that I may be biased, but her punishment seems severe and sudden for my taste. A few days later, I, in part out of spite for Heather, in part to at least have some justice, from both ends presented a lot of evidence, including a confession from Heather in Dawn and Darling's DMs of the whole death threats and DDoS attack, saying that she is a criminal as well as that if she did this once, she'll do it again. Their reactions? Lancelot was dismissive, saying it could be a bluff and that if it bothered me so much, I should call the police. I then just added, you want to defend a criminal? Fine. But next time some shit like that happens, don't be surprised. He exploded and said these exact words. Defend a criminal? Bruh, I'm an ADM. You are not. If I want to ban anyone here, I'll do it. And fuck it. I have the power, you don't. Just for this shit? You're banned as well. Don't message me ever again. Not that I could, since he not only banned me, but blocked me as well. LOL. I sent this outburst to Arthur having a laugh, and he said, also his exact words, Boss, I never wanted you in the server in the first place. I only let you in because it's a public server. When I learned you're Don's friend, you lost a lot of points for me because I never liked that girl. So, if you feel bothered, I'll be more than happy if you leave the server. Honestly, if Lancelot didn't ban me, I'd stay in the server as long as possible just to piss him off. Yes, I'm extremely petty as well. Note, I was never a problem person on the server. The most I did was get into a passionate yet somewhat polite discussion over the new Resident Evil live action series. It looks like shit in my opinion. And that's it. This wasn't that big of a loss since I was in the server more to be part of a TTRPG and get some pointers on how to draw by one of the members. Life is still going as normal. I'll end this tale by saying Discord mods and ADMs by extension have their reputation for a good reason. Next story today, the backstabbing GM. This is the exact group in my previous stories about the White Knight GM. Both stories happen simultaneously. You don't need to read the other stories to understand this one, however. The bad GMing is one thing, but the context makes it hurtful. 
for me at least. We were players and GMs over 10 years together, consecutively. We hung out occasionally, but only within groups. It's fine, I thought. We don't need to be close friends, but I considered him a friend nonetheless. Turns out, he fooled me. In return, he hated my guts. He just didn't want to show it, because I seemed popular enough to not openly resent me. His f***ing words. And GMing was the perfect opportunity to get rid of me without risking exposure. About me? To understand, you need to know a little about me as a player. My preferences more precisely. I come to the table for a cooperative game and go a long way to ensure this. Things don't need to be done by the power of friendship, but functioning colleagues is a must. If the game gets backstabby, secretive, or whatever players slash PCs do to disrupt one another, I don't care for your reasoning. I leave the table. I don't intend to elaborate on this, but I always let my fellow players know. Prologue. We played the Dark Eye. DSA 4 back then, but for simplicity's sake, I'll use D&D terms. It's not a perfect match, but it'll work good enough for the story. A friend, and one of the best GMs I know, has been planning a campaign about religion and religious groups. He studied something close to anthropology, and knows a lot about this stuff. We were hyped, and we created characters. Sadly, he had to cancel in favor of a work project last minute. The backstabbing GM, which we'll call BSGM, jumped in and offered to GM something similar. Up till then, he too had been a decent GM, so we were happy for the replacement. Although we were conscious about our expectations, it's a different GM and with a different campaign after all, to ease us into the other campaigns, the BSGM told us to keep our characters. Character Non-Creation I took a closer look at the paladin-styled character I made with quite precise notes about his convictions, which made sense for the other GM and was already greenlit. For some regular campaign, this could all be useless at best and problematic at worst. So, I went to the BSGM to talk about this. He went on to compliment me how well done this was and how perfectly this all fit into his campaign. My character specifically was quite important to his plans, and my motivations could drive some of the plot. Also. Characters are already created and roles are set, so I know already that this PC will be a good fit with the rest of the PCs. Besides, he doesn't want to go through a whole session zero again to coordinate roles within the group. Alright, I'm sold. Let's keep the paladin around. So, we skipped session zero, went straight to session one. People introduced their characters, and no f***ing way. I was the only player with his original character. Now, my goody two-shoes paladin was in a group with a black mage, a witch, a cleric, and an opposing deity, FML. I asked the BSGM, yo, WTF. He urged me to give the group a chance and to let this unfold. The players knew what they were doing, and he made extra sure by guiding them through the creation process. Okay, I guess? I suggested making a new character anyway. I'm not that attached to the PC, and it'll smooth things over just in case. But I was told no. A very firm no. The BSGM made clear that my character was too important and cannot be replaced. I was suspicious about this, but had no tangible arguments, so I went along. The Rogue. Remember what I told you about cooperating in secrecy? Now, let me introduce to you Gary. Gary played a nobleman, seemingly. He was kind of the face of the group, managed the group finances, and traded with merchants. All these things. We went a couple sessions without major hiccups, and thanks to some decent RP, with a little help of some healthy metagaming, we actually were able to make these characters believable colleagues in Dungeoneering. I was quite relieved. The only odd thing was equipment disappearing all the time. Only small items of medium value. 
It was annoying. We investigated, but came to no conclusions. Then, we found a cursed book about demons. I loved that, because my character's order was about collecting knowledge, especially on the gods' enemies. So, I had to make a tough decision. End the curse and destroy the book, or accept being cursed and give the book to the order. I decided the latter. We traveled back to town and the book was gone. Just like that, I was still cursed, mind you. Skip ahead. An NPC priest from my order, that was actually a friend of my PC, died off screen. I buried him and took his holy symbol in re remembrance? Remembrance. Remembrance. Jesus. <laughs> I buried him and took his holy symbol in remembrance. I thought it was cool. Suddenly, this symbol vanishes too. I started yet another investigation of what happened, but to no avail. Skip further ahead, our noble was in trouble. He used a rather unique ability. Barney, the player next to him, noticed that there was no such ability on his sheet. The BSGM didn't check on the sheet. He just told us it's fine and urged the group to move on. But Barney and I caught on. After the session, I went to the BSGM and confronted him. It was obvious that Gary was playing some sort of rogue and conned us and probably is the one stealing all the items. Now, I can bear some minor items missing if it makes Gary feel better about himself. But the book and the symbol? That's sabotaging another player and I'm not having that. But this went nowhere. The BSGM just shrugged it off. He told me in truth, Gary plays another cleric of yet another deity. And since his deity's domain is theft, greed, and selfishness, Gary is actually playing his role well. So I need to deal with it. My argument about me hating this playstyle since forever went over his head, seemingly. But we'll get to that later. However, I also talked to Gary. He tuned it down a bit, problem solved. Please power game so I can nerf you. Turns out every character had decent social skills. Every single one. I was quite happy with that, but the BSGM was not. He came to me and requested I tune my socializing in-character down. That confused the hell out of me. We went back and forth for a while to reiterate. He said that there are too many PCs socializing at once. He doesn't want to play so many social encounters. Sad, but okay. Also, there's a lot of combat ahead, and we focused on advancing the wrong skills. I should put all my skills in combat from now on. I called BS on that one. He reiterated that he had a role planned out for me, and I have the wrong skill set to fill that role. Now, that's a whole new level of BS. This conversation went nowhere. A while later, the BSGM came to me again. Combat was about to get seriously difficult for us, and he wasn't willing to do half-assed combat encounters for us. I was confused as to why, but he requested me to trust him on this and that it's necessary to up the difficulty. To survive his campaign, I needed to power up my character. I still found this highly suspicious. Also, I still didn't want to invest into combat only, so I suggested picking up some pretty OP feats that might do the trick as a compromise. Now, I'm aware that those were considered power gamey, but it seemed that's what he wanted. And it was a quick and easy way to power up without investing 100%. GM agreed and let me buy the feats right the next session, with a teacher in place and all. Skip a few sessions ahead. A huge siege on the city we were living in. A huge army of orcs and some ogres sprinkled in for good measure. Now, the BSGM let the orcs build a nice queue for us to slay them one by one. It was easy as hell and boring. Then, the BSGM moved the challenge up to ogres. Fair enough. The ogres came in, I tried my new combat powers on him, and the ogre went down like a bitch in one hit. The overall combat wasn't satisfying, but one-shotting an ogre was at least funny. The BSGM got sour immediately. That's not how these feats work, I used them intentionally wrong. 
Now, I can take a world discussion, but intentionally, but I can defuse this easily and without making a fuss. So I pull out the rule book and have a look during another player's turn. That's when he snaps, takes the book from my hand, and shouts at me for wasting everybody's time at the table with looking up rules. Because I won't find a rule in favor of my interpretation. I already found it, by the way, and by undermining his authority, alright, yeah, you got me, your authority stinks. The situation got heated. No point in arguing any further. I mentally checked out for the rest of the session and went along with his ruling. After the session, I wanted to get back to this, but no. BSGM was still fuming and further accused me of being ignorant towards the rules. Time to leave the table, eh? Right there, I was convinced that he's only mad because his siege backfired and sucked. I was the only one with a modicum of fun there, and it showed. I decided to leave and wait for him to cool down. Good players don't have fun. Well, before the siege began, BSGM asked me a peculiar question that only became important after. How far would I go with my PC if I needed to do something terrible against my PC's convictions? It's a difficult question, but I think I have a good answer. I'd go pretty far to avoid going against my beliefs. That's what piety does. I get the vibe that my PC's religion is standing in the way of something, and if it's not a good fit, I'll make a new character. But he denied it, saying it's actually the answer he wanted to hear. BSGM clarifies that my character is too important to leave for what he has planned. I'm not allowed to switch characters. Also, it would be a waste if I didn't play the next part with this character, as there'll be some deep RP I'll absolutely enjoy. Skip ahead into Siege. Orc army was pushed back. Reinforcements on the way. We were clearly winning. Then, we discovered a vampire lurking in the city. We were close to capturing him, but BSGM threatened us out of game. He'd TPK us if we tried. The group was pissed. It was obvious railroading. Out of the blue, I was requested to leave the room. Well, okay then. After I was invited back, the whole group looked at me guilty as hell. I asked what happened, and despite the GM's initial protests, Wilma, player of the witch, just straight up told me everything, because she felt bad. The commander of our city decided to team up with the vampire to wipe the almost retreating orcs. And of course, everyone expected me to reject the idea and go against the commander. They were encouraged by the GM, out of game, to follow and let the vampire convert the soldiers into an army of thralls. We're playing an evil party now. FML. This sucks. We need to talk. Of course, I suggested a new character. But still, I was told no because my character is too important for what he has planned. Only that I get the idea that the plan is simply to torture me. The BSGM went on to tell everyone how unreasonable I am that I'm a shitty role player for neither wanting to play evil characters nor wanting to play in a hostile group dynamic. Especially since my character would have blocked all plot progression by disallowing these, what he called, group decisions. Wilma, her boyfriend Fred, and me packed our things and left. Fred remarked that none of this was any player's decision in the first place. I'm happy I bullied you. BSGM contacted me through, I think, Steam? Only this time, after the other story, I was prepared. First, he asked me to clarify if I left for now or for good and had a bunch of other stuff. Nothing unreasonable. But then came some off comments about how I'm not a good player since I can't put my personal issues and preferences aside. This was just dumb. I decided not to answer but to ask something else instead. I knew this guy as a GM for quite a long time. He was a better GM than this. He is smarter than this, and most importantly, this was all easily predictable. Now, keep in mind, back in the day, the Steam Messenger didn't save conversations. He had abused this fact a couple of times in the previous story. He openly admitted that he always resented me. He didn't want me in his social circle. 
but since everyone else seemed to like me and invite me all the time, he didn't want to be singled out and played along. He also admitted he knew I'd hate this, and this will be a good chance to bully me out. Now, he's happy it worked. I screenshot the whole thing, sent it to everyone without further comment. He got uninvited to Fred and Wilma's wedding, a couple of B-Day parties, and more within a week. We don't speak about him anymore. TLDR, GM, considered friend, used the game to bully me out of his social circles. Spoiler, in the end, he gets too cocky and it backfires. And for our next story, Party in Character Drama Makes a PC Cry. We're playing a D&D setting where the party are fugitives running from the law after murdering a dictator. The players are discussing where to go when the rogue makes a joke about hunting down a bounty hunter to cover their tracks. The druid calls him a sociopath who can't take anything serious. He calls her a sniveling little child who thinks the world is holding her hand. The wizard tells her not to throw rocks in a glass house because you're not the most mature person yourself. She has a habit of focusing on goofy details like asking for descriptions of dogs. She kind of gets teary-eyed so I decide to call a break. She asks to leave so I end the session early. No clue WTF happened but this was the fastest I've ever seen a session go down. I'm fairly certain the PC is modeled after herself. Next up, one of my PCs just wants to bang everything. Help. I'm running my first ever D&D campaign as a DM and one of my PCs has ruined entire sessions by attempting to have sex with every enemy they come in contact with. This includes trying to seduce NPCs and bosses while also trying to have sex with enemies after killing them. They also have derailed countless RP encounters by just yelling about what they want to do. Please help. Edit, thanks for all the comments. I'm definitely going to have a conversation with my player about it. Thanks. And on to the next story. Pretty sure my old DM hated rogues. This happened the better part of a year ago. DM removed expertise from rogues said it was to balance out the increase he'd given us in damage. This increase was 1d4 extra damage on every finesse weapon attack. He also removed sneak attack. The campaign ended several months ago after he left the server. It was already on hiatus, but he was running another campaign. He gave the server no warning before he left, despite having a campaign he was running. In hindsight, he was kind of a piece of work. Moving on to the next one. That's not what party balance means. Back in about 9th grade, my old D&D group had decided one by one that they were too cool for D&D. As the DM and the last one standing, I was really desperate for a campaign. The local library hosted one, so I signed up, desperate not knowing anybody. The guy who organizes it tells me I'm their 6th person and that they're glad to have another PC. He asked me to meet up a few days before to make a character, since I wasn't familiar with the then new 4th edition. After a short rule summary, the conversation goes like this. Me. I really like fast characters. Maybe a monk or a rogue. Him. We don't have the books with the monks, but a rogue would be perfect for party balance. Me. Oh sweet. What is everyone else playing? Him. We have a paladin, a wizard, and three DMs. Three and three is a nice mix. I dropped before the first session. I feel like I probably dodged a bullet, but maybe they're having a great time with their triple DM and two characters. To each of their own. On to the next story. What do you mean I'm dead? I roleplayed with an edgelord who demanded I let him play a Nazi soldier, and if I didn't, I was an SJW baby snowflake. 
I told him to please not bring it up very often as World War II isn't even part of the setting. I regret not kicking him earlier. I just really wanted to play and thought at worst the edgelord would be annoying and occasionally laughable. He then, every chance he got, told everyone about his OP build and how Germany won and he's from the future. So I had an NPC reference Germany basically having a 0% chance of winning. He then went on a murder hobo quest until his character actually died. He then screamed and cried about how I'm an asshole who wouldn't let him play his character because I was too sensitive. We have since blocked each other. And here's that next story. I don't want to be a horny character. I started playing in a 5e game that I found while perusing a local game store. It was a 5th level party that had a sorcerer, warlock, and a bard. I thought it was an interesting group dynamic. When I asked what class they'd like me to play, they said, whatever you want. I have a favorite character, a swashbuckling rogue who is also my first character ever, that I wanted to play as again. So I remade him as a 5th level and showed up to my first game with them the next week. It was a pretty normal start. The DM introduced my character in an awesome way, we had a great combat encounter, and the game was going swimmingly. It was so good I was starting to think, oh man, this is the perfect group for my style. Of course, this is a horror story sub, so where's the horror? Well, it starts at the local inn. Immediately, the other players are trying to seduce any NPC that is mentioned. Innkeeper to barmaid, dive thrower, cook, stable worker, rat in the kitchen, the town drunk, etc. There's even some RP between the players. The players and the DM going into quite a lot of detail of their escapades. Eventually noticed I was not participating in this RP. The DM asked me what my character was doing. He gets the key to his wealthy, one gold piece room, goes to his room, and uses his sending stone to his wife. I said, the DM responds with, your character is hundreds of miles away from his wife. You sure he's not extra lonely tonight? The other players are encouraging me to engage with that style of play as well. I let them know, in character, that my only love was my wife, and she was the only thing that could steal me away from the sea. I really wasn't put off too much by the RP. It seemed all in character, however weird. It did seem off that they were not embarrassed doing this in a public place at a game store. However, their reaction to this was striking to me. They told me, of course my character would cheat. He's a rogue. That's what they do. Wouldn't you cheat after so long away? The one female player in the group was ravenous and demanded that her character could seduce mine and tried to roll for it. My roll won, but the DM decided to give her inspiration to try again. This is where, two and a half hours into the sesh, I got up and said I'm done for the night and went home. TLDR, my character is a loving husband, the other players and DM couldn't understand that and kept pushing the issue until I left. And finally, friend invites me to game just so he can fantasize about me sexually. So I wanted to share this story for a while now because not only did it end up being a bad game, but it ended in my best friend of 20 years and I never speaking to one another again. When I say we were close, I mean we were like brothers. I got into D&D 5e a few years ago. About a year or two after that, my then best friend lets me know that a mutual friend is going to be running a Curse of Strahd game and wants to know if I'm interested. I know the DM really well and I'm excited and said sure. When? He told me in 15 minutes. I rush online, join the game, and throw together a pretty decent character. Classic half-orc barbarian that likes fine wine and art. Just in time. My best friend is not there. 
I make small talk with the DM since we are friends and start getting to know the other players. Finally, after an hour, my friend joins the chat. His character isn't even ready. By the way, DM told me he had given friend two weeks notice and had asked him to let me know we were playing then so I could have a character ready too. He had two weeks. I had 15 minutes and I still had a good character ready in time. About an hour later, we help him understand what a wizard class is. He insisted on wizard despite having no clue what any of the classes do. And we are finally ready to play. The DM does a great job and we all start to get really into the story. Except for friend. There's an inn you go to early in the module. This can't possibly be a spoiler, right? A group of adventurers go to an inn and I roleplay my character's interest in fine wine to impress the skeptical locals. Great session overall. Had a lot of fun even though friend acted distracted. We decide to rest for the evening. Here's where it gets weird. Friend decides he doesn't want to sleep alone. He's a frail wizard. He intentionally played a very old half-elf that was at death's door and is afraid that someone in this dark and creepy inn may try to harm him. Okay, finally getting some great roleplay. I say he can bunk with me. Lucid will keep him safe. Lucid will even let him be Little Spoon. Okay, that was a bit of a vulgar joke on my part, I admit, but his response was that he would like that. At this point, I really don't think it is sexual or anything, just that he was scared and cold, and was maybe roleplaying it in a weird way. Heck, even if I did mean it sexually, I wouldn't have necessarily been opposed to roleplaying it, although my character was straight and would have politely turned him down. I agree to it. The next session is where things started to get really disturbing, though. Let me now provide a piece of relevant background. I am a bisexual male. I have been my entire life. There was never a time in my life where I didn't think good-looking men were, well, good-looking. The same thing applies to good-looking women. I was ashamed of it for a long time. But in my 30s, I started opening up about it to the people close to me. People like my wife, my parents, and of course, my closest friend. I'd come out to all of these people maybe a year before this game started. Back to the game. We leave the inn and begin exploring. I'm being light on details to avoid spoilers. What is relevant is this. My friend, who was late to the session again by the way, is constantly distracted, sometimes making odd breathing noises. DM sometimes has to repeat himself two or three times before friend responds. At one point, he trips and falls at the beginning of a combat. I agree to carry him, and he casts spells against monsters while wrapped around my neck. We all think it's weird, but roll with it. After a few sessions where he was late, he stops showing up. DM gets frustrated and cancels the game. Here's where it went from being weird to, honestly, emotionally devastating. For me, at least. Friend and I have always played games together, but now do so rarely, and he is very distracted when we do. I ask what's wrong, and he doesn't tell me. Finally, he breaks down and speaks to me in very vulgar terms and how I make him feel sexually. He blames me for telling him I was bi, because that made him realize he wanted to have sex with me. He tells me all the times he got quiet or was late was because he was fantasizing about me. He told me just hearing my voice made him want to look at porn and or masturbate, which he was doing every time he heard me speak. He then told me it was my fault that he never wanted to speak to me again because I had manipulated him or something. Look, I'm glad that toxic jerk is out of my life. It still hurts though. We had helped each other through some really tough times, and for him to start sexualizing me just because he found out I was bisexual 
And then to blame me for his hangups and ghost me when I won't reciprocate? It still hurts a lot. I hope this makes sense. Just wanted to share this sad story. It put me in a dark place, but I came around. I'm an active player in DM now and have a lot of fun playing with super cool people. Edit spelling. Telling the story was hard and I was honestly in tears while typing this. Made it hard to spiel good. I think that's going to be a wrap for me today. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you're wanting to hear more from the Bear Bard outside of the podcast sphere, then you can connect with us on YouTube, Discord, Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Make sure to check out my other show, Fireside Chat with the Bear Bard, and let me know if you have any requests for who you want to see on the show. For now, though, this has been the Bear Bard. Stay kind, stay beautiful, and keep on living that bard life.